don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, his child, all the while. And you are now listening in to Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Man, listen, it has been an amazing, amazing, an amazing week. God has been blowing our minds, Ty. I am so excited about our future. I'm excited about ISI. I got to meet, um, I believe her name is Jennifer. Wait a minute. Yes, her name is Jennifer. Yeah, but I was looking for her last name. Jennifer was, Jones. Jennifer Jones. Yeah, it's a, it's a common name. Yeah, JJ. JJ. And I wanted to give a shout out to Jennifer Jones. You know, she's having an event on Sunday um, for the for the for the women, for the little girls of of the upstate, um, it's called Beauty March for for girls, and she's invited Iron Sharpens Iron ladies to be a part of that. I think that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and what's even more incredible is what it stands for. So Beauty Marks for Girls, and what Jennifer um, says about that is. Scars are our beauty marks because there's a story behind every single scar. Yes. And um, this particular um, organization, she works with and mentors two young ladies who have um, mothers that are incarcerated. Yes. So it's just really um, going to be a momentous occasion. Looking forward to being in the building. Um, shout out again to Jennifer. Just blessed. Um to be a part of it, to be in the building. And, and we intend to show up in Black Excellence on tomorrow. That's going to be on um, Sunday, July 16th. So if you have not um, gotten your tickets, they are um, available on Eventbrite. It is Beauty Marks for Girls, having a lovely gala, lovely three-course meal, networking, and being about our father's business. Amen. Amen. I think it's amazing. You know, you know, a little bit about it. She said that the little girls are the girls that are growing up. They're going to be telling their stories. And like you said, it's important. You know, we overcome by the words of our testimony. And my hat goes off to her, you know, just be standing in the gap and being the answer to those mother's prayers. You know, yes. we pray for our children every single day. And to have someone, you know, that has been through similar situations, be that voice for those girls. You know, that's just amazing. And I'm so happy to be a part of such a big event in the upstate. Amen. So, but Ty, you know, I want to just get into this word. You know, we've been talking about wisdom. We've been talking about, you know, we've been talking about yeah, a lot of things, but let's talk about offense because at the end of the day, we are have all been offended. We have all gone through something. Someone has said something. Someone has done something. And, you know, we're going to unpack that a little bit more to, today to see exactly what life is like living in offense. Well, speaking of overcoming by the power of our testimony, I was blessed to come across this book called The Bait of Satan. So um, we've been going through wisdom um, on the call, ISI, talking about wisdom and whatnot. And, you know, um, those of you who have been following our story, Kalea and I are home now. And we've just been trying to navigate like what that new normal looks like, have been extremely busy. Also, um, people have been seeking my services. Hey, so, um, you know, right. doing things outside of the home as well. Just been busy, busy, busy. And people have been coming to see us. And one of the visitors brought this book. And what's incredible about it is I didn't even really recognize that at first because she didn't get to tell me that she gifted it to me. There were so many visitors coming that she ended up leaving. She left the book. I thought she just left her book. So um, fast forward, I was going to get my toes done um, 
the other day and I was leaving the house and God literally said, well, you know, you can read while you're getting your toes done and took my eyes directly to the book. I like, okay. All right. You know, I'll check it out. And man, you want to talk about wisdom. So the book is The Bait of Satan. It is by um, John Bevere. It says that there is over 100 million copies in print worldwide. And I, it's it's a game changer. I haven't even gotten through to the middle <laughs> right. of the book. I mean, I've just gotten through. I will say that my life changed within the first four pages. Wow, Todd. First four pages? Within the first four pages, I begin to truly understand me, to understand the condition of my heart, and understand how I stand in peril if I don't correct it. That's where the wisdom comes in. Amen. Amen. You know, it's so many things that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that's the enemy's number one tool. You know, he uses anything and everything to go diving into our feelings to make us think, you know, triggers. We all have triggers. And the enemy knows how to press them. So he knows exactly what to say, who to send, what to do. And, you know, if we're not in the word of God, we will not know who's who sent who. And we will hold on to our feelings and we will feel some kind of way. And it's just not a good place to be, you know. Um, you know, the characteristics of our father is the opposite of what those offenses can do and will do because they will harden our hearts. They will cause people to be like, nah, you know, because it's like, I don't know how you're going to respond. But when you live in offense, that's how it is. It, you know, there's no other way around it. So going directly from the book, just so you can understand how profound it is. It does say offense is a tool of the enemy. It is meant to bring people into captivity but the thing about it is people don't realize Mm-mm. that they are in captivity. It says when a person is deceived, they believe that they're right even when they're not. And here's the thing that really um, did it for me. It, it also goes on to say pride will keep you from admitting your heart's true condition. Pride will admit will prevent you from even admitting or acknowledging the fact that you were hurt or you felt slighted in a situation. So then that's number one, you're covering it up. Then it's going to fester and then it's going to grow and it's going to continue to evolve and produce more fruit of sin because, you know, we don't want to give people power. Right. You know, um, if you have the ability to hurt me, then you have power over me. But if we are called to do the work of our father, God, of our brother, Jesus, then we're called to walk in love. But what is the opposite of love? Hurt and pain. Yes. You cannot have one without the other. And that's where we struggle as believers and as non-believers because we do not want to have to feel the pain of the hurt. We want the beauty in the joy of the love, but we cannot stand the pain of the hurt. And like you said, we start to guard our hearts. We think, I think I'm protecting myself, you know, um, because we guard our hearts. The, the, the word says that we guard our hearts because from our heart flows the issues of our mind. But if you are a fortress, nothing can get out. And nothing can get in. That's the beauty of the word. That's the beauty of the word of God. Because when you start to read it, it reads you. You know, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you unsearchable things that you do not know. 
And the fact of the matter is that there are things that we don't know. But when you start calling out to God, you know, what you told me, you know, you, we, we, we talk. I love Ty. You know, it's my friend. And, you know, she's like, friend, I'm, I'm just talking to God. I'm just talking to him. And to, to hear the answer or to see, you know, her present, you know, this book. It's a book that I read before. And this book, oh, it's an older book. So when I when I saw the book, I said, Ty, you were how you get that book right there the Veda thing because I know that's a, that's one of them books that's going really like because uh, it really well, what else you say for you? You was like, but, but God right. said, oh, oh God, but go get her what she needs. Go get her what she needs. Get her what she needs. But you know what? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was like, wow. You know, I I knew when I saw that book that, okay, God, you're doing something. And then when you said you Definitely started reading doing it, something. I was like, ah, you're reading it. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Okay, so Luke 17 and 1, because, you know, we always are going to tie it back to, to the scripture. Word. Yeah. So Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. Mm. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Mm. So watch yourselves. Watch yourself, girls. Watch Can you yourselves. say it for the people in the back? Like for watch real? Yourselves. But people don't know that though, Ty. You Accountability. Know they don't know. People don't even know that they, you know, it's almost like that's why I always tie it back to the word. The scripture is going to give it to you right there. And that's in red, ain't it? That's in red. Yeah, you know, we love the red word. <laughs> Y'all know what red means. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said this, you know. Furthermore, if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. That is verse four. Is forgiveness not key though? Forgiveness is the key to it all. But taking it back to Luke 17 and one, I brought that up because we're talking about offense. Right in that chapter, we're talking about offense. And so the Greek word for offend comes from the word scandalon. And that refers to the part of the trap to which the bait is attached. Mm. Okay, and so we're talking about the bait of Satan, right? Yeah. The bait of Satan is offense because if I can cause you to be offended right now, I'm causing a rift in that relationship. I'm causing a break in that joint. And if we are not mature enough to understand how to address that alt, because the Bible does tell us how to do that as well. Yes, you know, it, it says that if any of us have alt with our brethren, then we are to address it with our brethren. And what goes on from there is how our brethren receives us, Amen. you know, um, but we have to take that initiative. And that's why I love being a part of the ladies of iron sharpens iron, because we are so transparent with one another. Like it is a real sisterhood and just like in real families sometimes people might rub one another the wrong way Amen. you know everybody might not necessarily get along all of the time but we do all love one another and we do all support each other and to that end we had an amazing experience on yes, the call that dealt right with this situation it did and I thought that was like wow God you're bringing it to the front because she had to get it off of her you know, listen, it, immediately, 
you know, when you, when you realize your body will tell you when you're feeling some kind of way, you'll yes. start to react, you know, and you have to be able to speak to that thing in that very moment. And that's just what one of our sisters did. She spoke about it in that very moment and asked for prayer because she had to get it off of her. Reason why she knew that this is my sister. This is a woman of God. And this is also somebody that's speaking the word. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I cannot turn my eyes or close my ears to someone that's speaking straight out of the word of God and not want to hear exactly what they're saying because they may be the the answer to a blessing. They may be the answer, you know, but I, my ears are closed. I can't hear you. That was so incredible of her to have the wherewithal to acknowledge that number one, yes. that you do carry an anointing. I recognize God's gift on you, but because of the awe that I have with you, my ears are closed. Yes. My eyes are closed. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. But being grown enough to understand Come that if I stand in this, if I sit and lie in this, then I'm hurting myself. Yes. Because I'm cutting myself off from a potential message that was specifically for me. Because we all know how God is. Daddy is funny. <laughs> Hilarious is the <laughs> the people that he will choose to use, and he, yes, does, he does these things purposely. He does it purposely. because we're being refined. We are constantly being tried by fire. Yes, we are. And I sit here now feeling so elevated. You know, just just I can feel the elevation Amen. in my spirit. Yes, God. from growing. In that wisdom. And let's talk about that. So wisdom is what? Wisdom is applied knowledge. The issue that some of us, most of us have as believers, we will consistently seek and gain knowledge. We read books. We join calls. We go to church. We go to conferences. We do seminars. But we do not apply what we learn. Girl, that's that's it. That's it. And that's all, you know. Wisdom, there there are certain qualities, there are certain lifestyles, there's certain way that wisdom moves, you know. And that's why I love Proverbs, because it's a bunch of wisdom. You know, he, she, he, God is giving us all the things and all the tools that we need to navigate this world when it comes down to wisdom. She does speak. She does, but she keeps you in all of your ways. If you love her, she will love you back. When you have wisdom, your life gets better. Your life gets so much better. Things that used to bother you, don't bother you no more. Things that used to, you know, make you want to go from zero to one hundred, eh, it, it's no, it's no, it's no longer relevant because you know how to turn a blind eye and ear to what you're seeing and what you're hearing. You know how to go to God in prayer about it at this point because He's speaking to us in a way that we need to. You know, this is this is not just you. To, this is we all are on the Potter's wheel. Yes, we we're are. all still learning. We're so so when people try to act like they have it all or know it all or they've gotten there, no, we're all evolving. You know, but we talked about it this morning. Spiritual milk, it's not solid milk, and you got the baby milk. Mm-hmm. You got the, you got both kinds of food, but we both we all need to eat. Yes, you know, but there's a place in it. You know, and God will God will show you about. He'll tell you about this. He'll show you you. He'll show you you. He will show you you. Moving forward, Second Timothy chapter two. So we're gonna do verses twenty four through twenty six. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone. Able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth Mm. and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do 
his will. Because think about it. I talked about it um, the show before last, Church Hurt. Church Hurt is a real thing. I know people who haven't set foot in a church over a decade because of something somebody said or a slight that they felt or perceived. Because what I love about John, he says in the book, there are two groups of people. There's a group that was actually offended and there's a group that believes that they were offended because of gossip or hearsay or some thing that happened um, that was misinterpreted. Yes. But that, again, is a trick of the enemy because what happens once we break those ties in relationships, everything that was meant to be the fruit of those connections then becomes stagnant. It become stalled and the enemy believes then therefore he has defeated us yes he does that's the thing that really really struck me thinking about how many people that I've experienced that I know God has um, aligned me with through different seasons of my life for whatever reason that he because only he knows his plans but because of an offense I mean it's it's being real though because an offense you totally shut that relationship down you know we think we're because see that's the trick we don't recognize that we're wrong Mm -mm. we think that we're right because see the key to this thing and I want y'all to get this is not that people cannot offend you it's not that offense isn't real yeah it's very very real it's real yeah they did it and they don't care that they did it But that's not what God is going to check you on. He is going to look at your response to that offense. Yes, he is. We are responsible for ourselves and ourselves only. We are called to be the light in a dark place. Yes, we are. We are called to keep our mind on things that are above. And that is not your flesh. Though we are in the world, we are not of it. And so we are called to... A higher authority. And we're, we are. we're called to that. And if you agree to be his disciple, part of that is being disciplined in understanding that he forgave the Roman soldier who he killed had him. To forgive everybody. <laughs> the people who spat upon him. Yes, all of it. Judas. He did. And before he even went to heaven. Before he, he did this. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they, they do. They know not what they do. We talk all the time about hurt people, hurting people. You never know what a person's story is. And a lot of times that is what you see. You see that residue of rejection. You see that residue of insecurity, of neglect, and it shows up. But we can counteract that through love. It says that if we sow love, we will reap God's love. Yes, we will. I mean, Ty, it's so real. Listen, when you were talking about that, Paul tells Timothy again, to reject ignorant disputes and f- over foolish matters that only result in quarrels. As the Lord's servant, a believer is to be about his business. Mm-hmm. We should not be known for over our quarreling, but for our gentleness and our patience with one yes, another. Lord. When someone errs through sin or unbiblical teaching, corrects him gently, not cruelly. In this way, people will lead to repentance and a knowledge of the truth rather than arguments and divisiveness. Yes. You know, our goal is to help people come to their senses and escape the trap because it is a trap. And if you don't, you can't see yourself. I tell people this all the time. I say, look, well, you can't see yourself. You can't. My grandmother told me, my grandma told me this. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? Because you can't. 
You know, we, we, we're walking around one way and we can't see the reflection of what we're giving, but that's what the enemy wants. He wants to blind us. He wants to keep us where we are. And if he can keep us in that, he knows that we can't go right. We can't go left. We're stuck. And that's, that's what his only like. power. We talk about it all the time. He has no power other than that of distraction. He is a master of deception yes, he is. because we always want to eat with our natural eye instead of our spiritual eye. Man. You know, that's what gets us caught up over and over in these cycles. Cause we always want to see it the way the flesh is experiencing it versus what God has to say about it. Girl, that's just it. Okay. So here's where I, where I'm at in this word. Like, the more the revelation I've got, I've gotten with God is the more that we read the word and we get it inside of us. OK, that's why it's imperative to read your word. When you read your word, it becomes alive. It is food. And when you get into it and you start to read it, it's going to give you a better life. You're going to see things for what they are. OK, so you have one way of looking at one thing. You have the world's way. You have God's way. You have the world's way. You have God's wisdom. You have the world's wisdom. The world wisdom does make sense. The world wisdom does tell you, do this, do that, do this, do that. And the Bible is opposite of what the world says. It's opposite. But when you do it God's way, Ty, or when you get into this word, it, you're, it, it starts to break off things. Things start to break off. There comes love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's gentleness. All of those things. And it's like that change, that one thing that's going to change everything. And when you get into the word, he starts to break it down in a way that you can actually like, Okay, I see what you're saying. Yes. I see what you're saying. The scales come up off of your eyes and you can actually see. We talk about it all the time, the speck in the plank. We get so caught up in what was done to us. We don't even think about the things that we've done. God says, judge not lest ye be judged. We're supposed to forgive our trespasses as he forgives those who trespass against us. So if you're not forgiving what was trespassed against you, that's the same measure that your father is going to use. That's a scary, scary, scary place to be in. Mm. But let me break it down because, I mean, it's really so simple. Like when you think about it, because this is, I mean, immediately how I thought about it. Somebody can do something as slight as, well, let's say, um, let's use traffic because, you know, um, yep. I used to have horrible road rage. I am delivered. <laughs> She's delivered um, from that. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, so say somebody um, cuts you off and they cut you short and then you have to slam on brakes. Well, that is wrong because, you know, they just were playing with your life. You know, anything could have happened. But then you going off cursing or trying to follow them or, you know, trying to match them in that. That's even more wrong. But you can't see that because you're stuck on the fact that you just got cut short. You had to slam on the brakes and almost got whiplash. We have got to see the bigger picture. The world is so much bigger. Move around. That is going to be just a millisecond of your day. And we spend so much time holding on to things. But like you said, love is not boastful. It's not proud. It does not keep any record of wrongdoings. So guess what? There's no one sin greater than the other. There's not one. Yes, you were offended. That's okay. But you have got to forgive you have got to get with God and tell, I mean, because some things are harder to forgive than others. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, think about it. It's, it is real. This it's, stuff is real. It's very, very real. You know, I've lost some 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 beautiful relationships over offense. And, you know, it's, it's sad, but it's true. I'm, I'm that girl that do not, I walk in love. I'm not a problematic person. I love everybody. But offense will cause people to 
chuck the deuces at you and, th- and, and they will not see it. You're right. You cannot see yourself. You just can't until God does it. God will break it down. God will show you. Mm-hmm. And then when he does, then you're like, wait, okay, 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 okay. Let's go back to job. But then guess what, Todd? There's grace for that. God gives us grace and mercy for all of the stuff that we have to go through down here on this earth because we believe in his son. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm thankful for it because I don't know what we would do without that grace. We don't know everything. So when we learn and we see that, we we do better. We we hold on to those relationships. We 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 let things go easily, especially if Daddy's doing it for us. Mm-hmm. And you you respond to it in love instead of meeting people on their level. Well, you know that's the new thing. That's the new thing. I'm a, I'm gonna meet a person where they meet me. But what does he say? He talks about that. If you only love those who love you, what, what, the, what are you really accomplishing? Doing. That's right. Right. You're that's not. not, that's there's nothing sacrificial in that. And let's talk about that. Cause see, we always want to love from a, uh, a selfish aspect. We love from the perspective of expectation, expecting to receive something back where true love, agape love is unconditional. You're doing things altruistically, meaning just from the kindness of your heart, from the heart of the love of God for your fellow man, because that's what we're called to do. That's who we're called to be. But we are so just brainwashed by society the world, the world, yeah. and the way that the world um, said, oh, oh, you just going to let them do that. Oh, you just going to yep. let her say yep. that. Are you serious? And you know, what's so crazy, friend, is they don't understand that it's a testing. You know, we all have these tests, right? He says they're testing of the in the wilderness. Those tests, you know, how we how we respond, how we pass, it's the levels. It's going to be levels to those tests. So he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He also comes to keep us where we are, right? But in the testing, in the trials, that's when you're learning not to respond this way or not to respond that way because you're going to level up. Your response is going to determine what, you know, which way you're going when it comes down into your life. I love the way you said that, friend. That's going to bring us right into God's gold. God's gold. So let's talk about gold. Refined gold is soft, pliable, yes. free of corrosion or impurities. It's when it becomes mixed in with other metals. That call is, that yeah. an alloy. Yeah, That's well. when it becomes hardened. That's when it becomes Absolutely. more corrosive. Hebrews 3 and 13 says, hearts are hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So I said it earlier, not dealing with the offense produces more fruit of sin, loss of sensitivity, inability to hear God's voice, diminished accuracy to see. It's a perfect storm for deception. But let's talk about the refining process. That's the heat. Let's talk so number one, you grind the gold into a powder. Then you add in a substance called flux and you place it in a fiery furnace with intense heat. That's going to cause impurities to rise to the surface. And then gold, which is heavier, is going to remain at the bottom. God refines us through adversity. Heat in our lives is going to separate the impurities of unforgiveness, strife, bitterness, covetousness, anger, envy, anger in trial as no one expected it to be. However, you have to trust God because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. If Joseph knew that he was have to he was going to have to go through all he went through to actually achieve what happened in his dreams. He would have never done it. No one knows what the outcome is, but we know that God has it all in its hands. So can you see the impurities in gold before it's heated? No. 
but does it mean that they weren't already there? Come on. I just think that was the beautiful illustration of why our hearts matter. Your heart truly does matter. And it is through the testing. So, you know, I just feel like that was, that's, that's, no, that's the perfect recipe <laughs> to get the things out of the heart. Because we all got heart issues, right? Yes. We all got heart issues. Yes. But it's through those times of trials and tribulations that God is able to draw out those impurities. Ty, I think we need to stay, stick with, the, with this. What you think? Hey, I'm with it. Hey, you guys have an amazing week. On purpose. Peace. Hey,